welcome to a new season of Sailor Time to Pause. A new season with a new schedule. We'll still have all your favourite episode types, musical musings, what's happening in the world, prayer and Bible study. Episodes will be released every Monday for you to be filled and listened to at your leisure during the week. We're also excited to be welcoming a new official member of the podcast team, Gracie, who'll be joining us for our So What on the last day of the month, where we spend time to look back and reflect on the month, and also share any thoughts from our listener community. We look forward to spending time together in this new season. It's great to have you with us. Welcome to Sailor. Time to pause. I will stop and breathe in your presence. Just breathe. Just breathe. Spring has sprung. The clocks have gone forward. We lost an hour of sleep but have gained ever-increasing sunlight as the evenings creep in. Spring rain, probably extra if you're living in Manchester, waters the grass and the parkscapes around us have been dappled with crocuses, daffodils, tulips, bluebells and an array of spring flowers popping their heads up to remind us that the winter has passed and the spring has come. In my garden at home, the signs of spring have started to appear too. The birds that wake me up start their morning chorus earlier each day and blossoms have started to appear on our apple and cherry trees. We had family up over the Easter weekend and my mother-in-law, who is much more green-fingered than me, turned over our flower beds and pruned back our poor fuchsia which took a battering in the crazy winter weather. My husband and father-in-law set to work on hacking away some wily branches on the apple trees to give it the best chance of having another fruitful year and we repotted some plants. There's something so satisfying about being in the garden. At my old house, I used to love being outside and weeding the area around my magnolia tree, which was my favourite tree. And it was really satisfying giving things a good prune and pulling out the bine weeds that have twirled its way around some of the bushes, clearing things out so that other things had room to grow. After a few hours' work, it was always good to step back and see the borders clearer and the green bin overflowing. We all connect to God in different ways. For me, I feel really close to him when I'm outside in the fresh air, looking at the beautiful things he's created. When I get myself out there, I find being in the garden similar. I have to will myself to get on my knees and get to work sometimes. I never particularly want to, but once I get going, I find gardening quite therapeutic, and I can't help but think what a picture it paints of our relationship with Jesus. If we look at the Bible, gardens have played a very important part in the story God has written. The story of humankind began in a garden that God planted himself, which we read all about in Genesis 2. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This garden, Eden, was Adam and Eve's home, a place where they tended to and cared for plants and animals. It was their place for relationship and communion with God. I love the description where it talks about Adam and Eve walking and talking with God in the cool of the evening. It's such an intimate picture of relationship. And what's so tragic 
is that it's a place where trust between them and God was broken, and they were turned out of Eden. Another garden of importance we hear about is the Garden of Gethsemane. It was a place Jesus drew away to pray on his own to be with his Father. It was a place he went with his disciples. It was a place we knew he cried and sweat blood as he agonised in prayer over what he knew was to come. It was the place where he was betrayed and arrested. And not too much time later, Jesus was buried in a garden near Golgotha. We read in John 19, At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. That garden was a place of heartbreak and despair for Jesus' disciples and family. But only a few days later, it was flooded with hope as Jesus rose and announced his resurrection to Mary, who mistook Jesus for a gardener at first. So many things of great importance happened in a garden. A garden was one of God's first creations. Man was formed in a garden. Man walked with God in a garden. And our connection to God was broken in that same garden. Jesus prayed his passion in a garden. And it was there he found God in the midst of suffering. Jesus was betrayed in a garden. He was buried in a garden. And he arose in a garden. In Jesus' last sermon before he was crucified, he used a gardening metaphor to talk about the importance of abiding in him, the true vine, in order to grow strong spiritually. In John 15, he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, whilst every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the words I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Pruning can be a bit of a brutal act. In my old house, there was a yellow rose bush that was in the garden when I moved in. It had one stalk that looked like it was on its last legs. I think I remember sending a picture of it to my mum and she told me to cut it all the way down, so basically it was just a stump. I was convinced it was going to die, but when the next year came around, sure enough, big yellow roses covered the bush, enough for me to fill my biggest vase. Every year that passed, I'd prune a bit more and the rose bush would become more healthy and produce more beautiful roses. They were huge. That is what God wants to do with us. Sometimes the pruning he does and his discipline feels difficult and brutal and we think, how will I come out the other side of this? But there is purpose in it. In the Bible, gardens are a meeting place, a resting place, a place of sorrow and of celebration. What is it about gardens? They can be so wild and untamed, yet so beautiful and full of potential. If left unattended, gardens can become choked with weeds and an overgrown mess. Yet with hard work and vision, they can become an extraordinary place of sanctuary and beauty. God's desire is to be our gardener. It's all part of his plan to make the garden of our hearts take shape into something beautiful and for us to bear healthy fruit. No matter what state we find ourselves in, if we've been battered by a brutal winter and been heavily pruned, 
or if the pruning we've gone through is now starting to show signs of blooming again. Remember, there is hope in every garden. We will be together 
For. 